Welcome, everybody, to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode number 67 of NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. I'm your pal, Val. With me is the man, the myth, the legend, King NASCAR. Logan, how are you? Greetings, everybody. Doing fine. And Jason is back on the DL list. So we hope you feel better. Get well soon, Jason. Yeah, say a little prayer for him, if you all don't mind. Definitely. Got a super show for you today. We're going to discuss the Xfinity Series and Cup Series races as they were racing. Truck was off. F1 was off. And then we're going to talk about the 1977-1979 Sportcaster set. Yeah, the auto racing portion of it. The whole big set is... <laughs> it's a lot, but... Yeah. Yeah. And then we're going to discuss... Uh, some eBay auctions and some repacks that folks are seeing NASCAR trading card repacks that are people are seeing out in the wild. So, and anything else we can uh, think of while we're discussing here. So, but let's get to this show. As I said, the Camping World Truck Series was off. Their next race is October 30th. So, we still have another week or two, and that'll be their second to last race. And then I think. It's time for the final four in Phoenix for them. So, but we haven't had any movement since Talladega. John Hernemichek is still leading in points, followed closely behind Ben Rhodes, and then uh, Matt Crafton and Sheldon Creed start to descend in points. Uh, with Stuart Friesen on the line, uh, just over the cut line. So, but still another race to go before the final four. Over to Xfinity Series. That was the 17th annual Andy's Frozen Custard 335, and that was Saturday, October 16th at Texas Motor Speedway. And that car 54, where are you? That was in first place. John Hunter Niemicek. Yeah, that car 54 is it's a Hot Wheels car or something. It's burning up the track. Um, I don't know why Joe Gibbs's other Toyotas cannot win another race or win a race i i don't think i think the 54 is the only one that's won a race this year in xfinity i don't think the other other cars have won anything well i saw that the car 54 has won 10 races this year kyle bush was piloting it christopher bell ty freaking gibbs john hunter yeah and you can call kyle bush kfb as he likes <laughs> to be called these days but it's not it's not freaking <laughs> <laughs> So and then the highest finishing rookie was Sam Mayer. So uh, John Hernumichek, he was moonlighting over in the Xfinity series as the truck series was off. And also, side note, uh, it looks like he got extended at Cowboys Motorsports for the truck series for next year. Or so yeah, that was a heck of a comeback for him in that race because he got penalized for one of his one of his guys went over the wall too soon. There was a car that was pitted with uh, in front of their or actually behind where they were pitting. They had their hood up and had some smoke coming out, so they they couldn't see. But, you know, a rule is a rule, and NASCAR ruled it that, you know, one of the guys went over the wall too fast. So he had to go back to uh, the back of, of the longest line, and he worked his way all the way back up and won that race. That was that was a great race. I, I really love seeing him get up there and dice it. And, man, he made some spectacular moves through the, through the traffic, you know, and he made some three-wide, four-wide passes and, you know, another coat of paint, he might have crashed. It was it was pretty spectacular to see it. 
Yeah, poor uh, Daniel Hemrick's probably was hoping that uh, John Hunter Newcheck would stay in the truck series as he's finished second and led 55 laps. John Hunter Newcheck led 92 laps. Finishing in third was Noah Graskin. So with no Xfinity playoff drivers finishing first, the playoff standings kind of stayed the same. Or I would say they moved around a little bit, but nobody punched their ticket to the Final Four. Yeah, um that means, you know, we're going to have more people getting in on points now, which, you know, I, I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean, I guess it's good for those who, who haven't won. So, you know, they can get up there and get score a lot of stage points. You know, they may be able to, to like you said, punch their ticket into the Final Four. Yeah, we'll go over the playoff standings here in a second. But circling back to John Hernandez, we've talked about his cards before. He's in the 2016 Panini Certified, card number 47, with about 10 different parallels and about 10 different certified potential signatures. And then he's also in Panini Prism, the fire suit fabrics and driver signatures, no base cards. And then in Panini Torque, he does have a base card in that series, card number 65, as well as about eight parallels with printing plates, test proof with black, cyan, magenta, and yellow. And then there's combo material signatures, green, number to 25, and red, number to 49. It's a lot of cards, man. Yeah, not actually not too bad considering certified and torque have base cards in it. So, and as we talked about him being the Cup Series and then going to the Trek Series, as he's in the running for Championship Series there, uh, him re-signing with Kyle Busch. Uh, his future is so bright, he's got to wear shades. <laughs> yeah, and I guess again, he's he's in it to win it. So I think he's he's more worried about just winning races. And like I said, when you win races, the championships, you know, at least the opportunities for the championships come. So good for him. I'm I'm proud for him. Yeah, and then Sam Mayer, highest finishing rookie in position thirteen. We talked about his cards last week where his rookie cards are in 2020 Donruss and then Donruss Optic. He's got the rated rookie in the Donruss series and then the Optic. Uh, he also has that rookie, rated rookie uh, in that rated rookie section. So with Optic signatures, which are kind of, um, I'll say, short supply with our serial number to 99 or 1. So, But then he's in a lot of the Chronicles, Chronicles Score with Score autographs, Spectra. Panini National Treasures, and then Panini Prism Signing Sessions. No base cards in 2020 Panini Prism, but he does have the signing sessions in about, it looks like, 10, 12. So I'm not going to go through them all since we covered it last week. But Sam Mayer, up and coming. Yeah, uh, I expect him to be in the championship four next year. Uh, just watching him and how he's performed this year doing a limited schedule and then doing some fill-in duty and other things he's been doing. Uh, I'm very impressed with him. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm already a fan as we all know why. Oh yeah. Uh, we'll have to mark the tape and we'll see how this works out next year, but I'm not going to bet against you. He's definitely, he's doing great. So, and running for rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm expecting Ty freaking Gibbs to be up there too. Hopefully. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think there were, I was reading that the worst kept secret or guess is Ty freaking Gibbs getting a permanent ride next year in Xfinity Series with 
Harrison Burton moving up, and there was somebody else too. So we'll see. Yep, we'll see. Uh, next race, Kansas Speedway. That's the Kansas Lottery 300. Saturday, October 23rd at 3 p.m. Eastern. Stages are 45, 45, 110 laps for 300 miles. In the playoff standings after Texas, A.J. Amendinger, 30 points ahead of fifth place. Austin Sendrick, plus 26. But then when you start getting into it, Justin Algeier, plus four. Noah Graskin, plus two. Daniel Hemrick, minus two. Justin Haley, minus six. So it's going to be a little dogfight for those final two positions, I think. Yeah, three um, through three through six are going to be tough. I, I think Harrison Burton and Brandon Jones are out of it. Yeah, they need to win. They need a little of that car 54 magic. Yeah. <laughs> Just change the numbers <laughs> of the car on, on the car for them. So anyway, uh, moving over to the Cup Series, that was the 17th annual Auto Trader Echo Park Automotive 500. That was Sunday, October 17th. That was race number 33 at Texas Motor Speedway. There's the Kyle Larson show. I was asleep. <laughs> Man. I was a snoozer. I, that, I, that that was no that race was no fun for me. <laughs> uh, he Kyle Larson led 256 laps. Yeah, 334. Yeah, don't get don't get me wrong. I'm glad he won. I'm proud of him. But that race was a snoozer for sure. I, it just didn't didn't do anything for me. He just got out there and whooped everybody's butt. Yeah, and Chase Briscoe came in 15th. And with that, Kyle Larson punches his ticket to the final four and Phoenix. Hey, nice sound effects. I like that. Thank you. So with that, Kyle Larson punching his ticket and his rookie cards in 2013. We've talked about those before with the tunnel memorabilia and fanfare. But I thought we'd take a different approach today and talk about his 2014 cards. He has about 80 cards in 2014. Didn't realize he had that many, but he's in the base press pass, card number 43 and 50. And there's a gold version of each of those. And then you have the color proofs, magenta, black, cayenne, and yellow. He's also in American Thunder, card number 23. And 57, which is a dual J.B. McMurray and Kyle Larson. There's color proofs of those as well. Cayenne, magenta, black, yellow. There's climbing the ranks, which is an insert card. Class A uniforms, memorabilia cards. Battle armor, also memorabilia. Autographs, white serial number to 25, blue to 10, and red to 5. Brothers in arm autographs. Yeah, you know, those base cards that he's got in there also have the rookie, his rookie card logo on there, too. Yes. And that, thank you for bringing that up because it's more confusing for NASCAR collectors where they have the rookie card on those cards. So, but he does have 2013 cards as well. And then, as Logan said, the 2014. And then the Brothers in Arms Relics. And then Great American Teams Autographs. Those are pretty cool. And those are number 25 and 1. He's also in 5-star, which I totally forgot that he was in the 2014 Press Pass 5-star, which seems to be actually very limited with the base card number 18, serial number to 15, the hollow foil to 10, the blue to 5, and the melding to 1. 
keep an eye out for the five star cards. Yeah, you know, you don't see a lot of five star cards of any kind, really, when you think about it. I mean, there's some out there, but those things are probably more limited than we thought because they were you know, a little pricey because that wasn't the high end uh, brand for a press pass back then. And I want to say they were like $500 a box back then. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a major sleeper if you can find that for a decent price. But we talked about it before. I think the press runs for racing are very minuscule compared to the other sports. And either somebody's sitting on a lot of this stuff or it's just not there. So I think I've seen American Thunder for sale, maybe Redline every once in a while. 2014 press press, I don't think you see too much. I know you don't see 2015, but uh, yeah, so Kyle Larson's in 2014. And then there's also talking about the red line. Card number 33 is card in there as well as a few parallels with the blue foil, color proof black and white to 75, color proof cayenne to 50, magenta to 10, national convention serial number to 5, the green, and yellow serial number to 1. And there's dynamic dual autographs. Those are number 25. Yeah, you know, those national convention packs, those were the ones I think Kevin was going around giving out. I think that was the year Press Pass didn't have a, a presence at the national, and they were give, just giving out those packs because I, I was able to get one. I don't know if you were able to get one or not, but, uh, you know, all the cards were in there. were just You know, they, they were actually, of course, numbered to five. Yeah, I think you are correct. I remember Kevin walking around those uh oh, the good old days with press pass where i was at the national convention yeah they were i, I loved going to the national with those guys and uh buying boxes and and being able to take them up there and being able to pick an autograph that you liked you know out of their out of their case i mean you could pick you know whatever they had there i mean i, I remember when carl edwards was hot and being able to pick up a lot of carl edwards autographs and uh you know dale jr i mean there was a lot of them that you could get it was really it was really cool i missed <laughs> like you i missed those days yes uh finishing up with red line with kyle larson so we have the dynamic dual autographs the red number to 50 full throttle relics as well as head to head with kyle bush kyle larson red memorabilia to 75 gold to 25 blue to 10 melding to one Red line signatures, red serial number to 50, gold to 25, blue to 15, and melding to 10. There's the RPM and red line racers inserts in the red line. Then there's 2014 total memorabilia, card number 33. There's a red version, gold number to 175, black and white to number 99. And one of my favorite insert sets or memorabilia sets of all time, the Dirt Track Threads. That was from the 2013 Eldora race, I believe. Yeah, those are cool. You picked up some of those cards at the National, didn't you? I did. Uh, they have some nice wa big swatches of tire with the knobby dirt track threads on them, as well as the big uh, Goodyear sidewalls. So there's a silver version of 90, gold version of 50, blue to 25, melding 10, and then there's swatches silver single to 275 and gold dual to 65. But we thought we'd change it up this week with 
Kyle Larson, since he's won so much, and we've been talking about the 2013 cards, which are super scarce to begin with. So I thought we'd talk about our 2014 offerings if you've been priced out of 2013. Yeah, those are still nice cards. Oh, definitely. And with him punching his ticket to Phoenix, we'll see. Um, it looks like he's a, the odds-on favorite. Yeah, everybody's picking him, but remember last year everybody picked Kevin Harvick. So you know, this is true. It, that's why they race. So you never know exactly that's, what's going to happen. I was, you, you, you were reading my mind. I was going to say the exact same thing. It actually made me think of a couple of years ago where Martin Truex Jr. was winning and they put the tires on the wrong side of the car. Oh, yeah. And that basically left it to Denny Hamlin to win the race. But then they put too much tape on their car. It was overheated and had to come in and pull that tape off. So Kyle Busch won. Yep. So anything can happen that last race as we've seen that one year. So Chase Briscoe, we've talked about him quite a bit. So I'm going to skip him, but he came in position 15. The next race is Kansas Speedway. That's the Kansas Lottery 400 Sunday, October 24th. Stages are 80, 160, 267 laps for 400.5 miles. Yeah, you know what I got to say about that? Carry on my wayward son. That's what I got to say about that. Play some Kansas. <laughs> yes. Playoff standings. After Texas, Kyle Larson, as we said, has punched his ticket, locked into the championship race at Phoenix. Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch are our top four. And outside looking in, Chase Elliott, Brad Keselowski, Martin Truex Jr., and Joey Logano. Yeah, and you know, Kansas is going to be, it's a good track for Joey Logano. He's won three times there, along with Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin. So, you know, we could, you know, Harvick could win, and we could have a non, our second uh, non-playoff driver win a playoff race. So anything could happen. Kyle Busch has got two wins. Truex has got two, and so does Keselowski. Um, with Chase Elliott having one and Ryan Newman having one, that's th those are the only active drivers that have won there. It should be a great race. Yeah, I I hope it is. It's I mean you know it's a freaking mile and a half track, so I'm hoping. Uh, you know, I love Kyle Larson, but he's won enough. <laughs> Let somebody else win. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I'm wondering if they're not going to, because they're locked in, they're not going to necessarily push it. They're going to be a little more conservative No, this week, we'll see. No, because I heard him on Sirius uh, NASCAR radio, and he said he's going there to win that race. He said he got open, <laughs> he's got an open spot on the on the mantle. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah he's, he said he's going to win, man. So, okay. I mean, if that, if that happens, then now you've got two points positions. Uh, so... Yeah, or possible. I mean, we still have Martinsville to go, but I mean, anything can happen. But yeah, he he wants to win. I mean, that's what he was telling Claire B. Lang on uh, NASCAR radio on SiriusXM. Okay, I missed that. Moving over to F1, they were off last week, but the next race is Sunday, October twenty fourth at three p.m. And we've talked about that before. That's going to be at the Circuit of Americas. Yep, that's going to be the U.S. Grand Prix. That's going to be cool. I wish. I kind of almost wish I could go to that. That's in Austin. Yeah, that's a long way for me to drive from Memphis. So it, that, that's probably not in the cards for me. So that's at 3 o'clock, and the Kansas race is at 3 o'clock. Yeah, you know, speaking of Formula One 
and the United States. I don't know if you've heard this or not, Val, but you know, Colton Herta, uh, IndyCar driver, his his dad is, is Brian Herta. Anyway, um, you know, he's what, 20, he's in his 20s, I think 24, something like that. Anyway, there's rumors swirling around that he may go to F1. And, but the seat that he was going to, or maybe rumored to go to, is the Alfa Romeo team. The Alfa Romeo team is not really the best team in F1. I, I don't think they've even been on a podium since like 2008. So that's, you know, he would also, he would not be the primary driver either. And for those of you who know Formula One, I mean, there's a lot of team orders. So if you're the primary driver for the, for the team, for the two car team, uh, and you're running second and you need points, you know, a lot of times they'll have team orders and tell the guy, uh, your teammate who may be in front of you to back off and let the primary guy pass. So, you know, it, 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 unlike NASCAR where, you know, it's every man for himself, you know, it, you know, team orders don't, don't apply, but he would be, he would be the second driver. So, I mean, I don't know how good of an opportunity that would be for him. Plus I've also heard, Speaking of the Alfa Romeo team, that Michael Andretti may uh, try to buy into it or buy, buy, you know, the controlling shares of that team. I don't know. These are just things I've heard and read. Uh, but that would be cool. I would like to see more Americans, you know, be in F1. I think that would spark a lot more interest. And I think, well, not that we don't have that already in the trading card market, but I think that would spark a lot of interest. Uh, for the general public, especially, you know, the motor racing fans that have an American in Formula One, I think that would be really, really cool. Lewis Hamilton to race NASCAR. Well, you know, back in the day, do you remember years and years ago, um, Lewis, I think it was it was during like the U.S. Grand Prix week where Lewis Hamilton and, and of course, this is when Jeff Gordon was still racing. Uh, Jeff Gordon did, did some laps in Lewis Hamilton's car and then Lewis Hamilton did some laps in Jeff Gordon's car. They kind of swapped. I don't know if you remember that or not. That was pretty not. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's all we have for our recap and races on tap for this coming weekend. We can move over to the 1977-1979 Sportscasters. Yeah, those are cool cards. I don't know if anybody out there, I'm sure some of you have collected the Sportscaster cards, but they ran from like 1977 to 79. And it was kind of like a um, subscription kind of thing because, and I wanted to do it back then, but I, I was just a kid and I just, I didn't have that kind of money just to spend uh, on, on a subscription for cards. But what happened was they were distributed over like that three year period or whatever. And uh, it was a subscription and you got like 24 cards or so every month for a dollar 89. You know, they came in and they came in like, you know, they were cello or cello shrink wrapped. I've got, in fact, I've got a few packs here that have never been opened. But the cool, cool thing about those cards is, is it's, they weren't just auto racing. I mean, they were literally all forms of motorsports. I mean, not, and, well, all forms of sports, period. I mean, they even had like badminton cards. <laughs> so it was cool. I mean, you had Muhammad Ali. They had cards from the Olympics. Wayne Gretzky's in there. Um, in fact, the Wayne Gretzky card graded like a PSA 10 is big bucks. But 
I have always loved those cards, you know, and I was always, I was able to get them on the secondary market after, you know, the subscriptions and everything is, you know, the older I got and the more money I was able to earn and buy cards with. But um, those cards, uh, they had, you know, an auto racing category in those cards, if you want to call it that. And out of the, I think it's 2,184 cards, they have 120 of them are auto racing cards. So it's conceivable to collect the auto racing but here's the thing about the auto racing is you know since this was these things were distributed i mean or, or manufactured in europe for the most part it's real heavy on formula one which i mean you formula one guys out there are gonna gonna like it because there's you know they have not only do they have the you know the drivers of the day but you know they've got scenes from various grand prix races or in championship races and things like that so that's pretty cool. Uh, but on the NASCAR side, uh, as far as I know, and I, I may be wrong, but as far as I know, there's only three NASCAR cards in that whole set. And there's Richard Petty, Cal Yarborough, and Daytona 500 are the only ones. I think that's uh, – I knew of the Petty and the Yarborough. And I, they're purple, correct? Yeah. the um, Each card, depending Category. on what – what category they were in had a, had like a different color. And these, these have purple, you know, like the Olympics are kind of like an off white and, you know, I think baseball is, uh, I can't remember what baseball, maybe it's orange. I don't remember. Football's a different color. Anyway, they're all different colors. So that way you, when you, when you bought them, you could actually get, I think they sold a, um, like a plastic case you could put them in and they had these little like file folder dividers that you could use to put in there and you know sort them out by category so that was that was really neat and i remember or i had i don't know purchased a a bunch of these not a bunch a stack of them i guess it was maybe 10 years ago and i knew boxing is red so i know there's boxing cards in there as well and then i, I think i did it to get the richard petty which naturally i got signed yeah i got mine signed i've also got uh, a psa 10 just regular card graded um, of that, and that's one of my favorite. Actually, believe it or not, it's one of my favorite Richard Petty cards because those things are so big. But um, those those cards, they're not going to break the bank either. Oh no, they're. I mean, you if you buy them ungraded, I mean, you can pick them up for for nothing really. I mean, they're uh, they're very inexpensive, um, and they're big cards. They're not your standard size cards. They measure four and three quarter inches by six and a quarter inches. So they're pretty big. So if you get them graded, you know they go in. They go in those big like T1 size holders with PSA, which they weigh a ton. I've got, I've, I've got a stack of graded ones probably that's three feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> now I've seen that there's a variation. I guess maybe printed in Japan. Is that true for the racing set? Yes, you are spot on. They have the. Um, what was it, the Italian version or whatever it was, and then the Japanese version. Okay. Yeah, they do. Every every car, as far as I know, I think has has got that variation. And of course, everybody wants the Italian the versions. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Well, it's a like I said, a cool little set or a subset. Not going to break the bank. Something a little say oddball but a little different than trading cards as you know we weren't as being auto racing collectors as privileged as getting you know 
a baseball card set every year for 70 years. So some of these, you got to pick and choose. But there's plenty of different things to collect, though. So I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, well, the cool thing about these cards, too, is there's a lot of Hall of Famers in there. I mean, of course, you know, Richard Petty and Kerry Arbor are both Hall of Famers here. But then you, you've got the Motorsports Hall of Fame of America, uh, which is in Talladega. And then you also have, let's see, hold on. Did I say that right? No, no in Talladega is the International Motorsports Hall of Fame. And then the Motorsports Hall of Fame of America is in Daytona. And a lot of these guys are in those halls of fames. Like uh, you've got uh, Nicky Lauda, you've got Sterling Moss, you've got Graham Hill, Jim Clark, Jackie Stewart. And there's even some females in here. There's uh, you got Janet Guthrie in here and Shirley Modowney are in here for drag racing. So that's really cool. I saw Al Onser and AJ Foyt. Yep. Yep. So you've got AJ Foyt and he's kind of, if you want to look at him, he's kind of a crossover between, IndyCar and NASCAR, yeah, because you know he did win the the Daytona 500, and so did Mario Andretti, who's also in this set. So that's uh, that's really cool. Like I said, there's a lot, a lot of Hall of Famers in here, and you know the reason I know that is because uh, PSA has got sets for the Motorsports Hall of Fame of America and the International Motorsports Hall of Fame, and I've had to get some of these cards. To, to make those sets and I've got them complete. So uh, I've learned a lot just from collecting those sets, but it's, um, it's a cool, it's a cool set. Like I said, there's 120 cards you can get. So it's, it's, it's very collectible. And like what, it's like what Val said, I mean, they're not, they're not going to break the bank. They're, they're very inexpensive for the most part. Uh, they are condition sensitive. The corners are not square. The corners are rounded, which does help them from getting damaged. But, you know, still, there's there's such big cards and they're not on heavy cardstock either. So the cardstock I mean, kind of makes them flexible. I mean, they're all, the, the cardstock is almost kind of like, you know, in magazines where they have the little offers for the, the cards in there that fall out of the magazines to subscribe to that magazine. The cardstock is kind of like that, maybe just a little bit thicker than that, but it's not like your your regular cardstock we see on trading cards, you know, three and a half by uh, two and a half trading cards. So the the racing, I think, to, to your point, should probably be you know affordable unless you're you stumble across the Gretzky or something else that is high dollar. I don't think the racing would be high dollar unless somebody was going after high grade stuff. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I was looking at it last night on eBay and I, you know, everything I saw was very, very affordable. Um, you know, I'm hoping to, to one day get everything, get the whole set graded on PSA. But now with the way things have gone, I don't know if that's ever going to be a reality or not. We'll we'll see as time goes on. Yeah, I got to find I think I have a stack of them somewhere I have to, <laughs> I have to find them again. I think I put them away when I moved and I don't think I've found them again since. So, <laughs> But I know I had boxing. And I know I had the Richard Petty. I don't know if I have Yarbrough or not. And I know I have some of the indie guys. So, or F1 guys. Yeah. Well, there's indie guys in here too, of course, you know, with the, with the answers and, and uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot of crossover, you know, AJ Foyt and Mario Andretti. Cause you know, Mario Andretti, he was a very versatile driver. He drove formula one, um, IndyCar and NASCAR. So, and one in all of those. So he's, 
he's him and AJ Ford are probably some of the most versatile drivers that have, have ever lived, in my opinion. I would agree with you there. Anything they get in, they can they do very well. And yep, they do. They they've got that desire and the talent that can take you a long way. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that's something to look at. I mean, for you people that that are really getting into Formula One, this would be a cool little set to to work on and complete. Uh, of course, you're going to have to get some really big top loaders for them to put them in. But yeah. uh, but they're they're nice cards, and you know, and they have a lot of information on the back. You know, they tell you about you know whatever the subject is. You know what what kind of races they've won. It it, it talks about you know gives a bio and all that kind of stuff. It's it they're they're really they're fun cards. I mean, I you know I'm I'm just a collector, and you know to me, I just think they're cool. Totally agree. I like I said, I remember getting them, getting Richard Petty to sign that one. So they're, they're nice, informative. I, not much more I can say. I would definitely check them out. Check them out on eBay. I guess that's kind of the, probably the most logical place probably to look for them. I don't know if you see them at yard sales or Facebook marketplace or not, but, but give them yeah, a look. You might, you might you might find something in a state sale somewhere. You never know, man. I mean, that's the whole beauty of going to those things. That's true. Well, that's why everybody's listening to NASCAR Radio. We try to bring everybody a little different take on racing cards. We try to relive some of this history or bring some of this information back to the forefront. So, yeah. Do you want to talk about um, the blister packs that we found? Let's do it. Speaking of what's old is new. So you found some uh, re resealed. Not resealed packs. What's the right word? Blister um, pack. Well, repacks. Re, re, yeah, repack blister packs, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. Um, I guess it was on Facebook that somebody had found some at one of the discount stores. I went and checked mine. I did not find anything, but you had better luck than me. Where did you yeah, go? Yeah, there's yeah, there's three big lots here in Memphis. I went to all three once I found this out literally the next day, because when I found out about it, it was at night. So the next day I went first two, I struck out and I'm thinking, well, crap, either somebody's either bought them all, which I don't think so, or they just haven't got them yet. And then the last one I went to, um, they had 10 packs of them and, uh, it's kind of like the target bl uh, blister packs that they had. Uh, there's two packs in each blister pack, no loose cards. And, uh, some of the ones that I saw were from like 2010 press pass, 20, 2006 tracks. This is, at least these were the ones on the top. Um, so I, I haven't opened up any of them yet. I'm going to probably do some videos probably next weekend. I'll open them up. But the, uh, the good thing about them is, is they're cheaper than the ones they had at Target. These are uh, $3 a hit. So yeah, that's a dollar fifty a pack. So that's that's pretty good. And you're getting vintage racing cards. And you know, I got a feeling that uh, there's, there's probably a couple good hits in these things. We'll see as, as I get them opened up. But yeah, you guys need to go out and check all your big lots and look for these racing cards. And not only that, they had other sports. You know, I saw some football. Uh, saw some baseball. Um, didn't see any basketball. But they, you know, apparently they've got, and I had no idea. 
until I found this out, that Big Lots even had trading cards of any kind. But that was refreshing and cool and gives me something to break here before Prism comes out, which is something else we need to talk about. Yeah, I saw so many posts on, I think it was the Nuts site, where they actually got a 2013 Fanfare pack. And I believe they hit Kyle Larson auto. So that was oh, pretty, oh. yeah, that was pretty awesome. Just to even get a Fanfare pack to get a shot at a Larson base card right now. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine? That would be awesome to hit something like that. Yep. And, and then thing, that thing's been sitting out there for all these years waiting for somebody to bust it. I don't know who did the repacks, but I'm also excited that the price is a little cheaper or half the price that they were at Target. So I was I haven't had any luck in Charlotte with Target or the big lots with, with these repacks. So I'll have to go take another drive to the big lots and see if uh, they were able to get a new supplier or, or even if they carry them. So I don't think everyone gets them. Yeah, they may not. Uh, and I'm going to wait a couple days and I'm going to go back to the, the other two. Luckily, the one that I found the cards at was the one furthest away from my house. So the other two are closer. So that, that works out good for me. Sure does. And then you mentioned the prism. I saw that the image of the prism box was released. Yeah. Um, um Shout out to, to Nick Graff. Uh, his uh, Twitter handle is at DX Flyers. He, he tweeted that out and tagged me and Val and Jason on it. Yeah, so I think it was Cardboard Connection where he was linking to that there are two exclusive parallels to the Hobby Box. And it looks like the Hobby Box is going to have four autos again with those. Mm -hmm. So uh, no price yet, no release date, but... Uh, our contact at Panini had mentioned November 3rd. So we should be seeing pre-sale or more information off from the big three, as well as more information from Panini themselves. So hopefully they're not stuck in the su supply chain issues. I don't know if you saw this week, Logan, that Upper Deck had canceled some of their hockey releases because of supply chain issues. So I'm hoping that Prism is still on track to be released so yeah me too um i was looking at that box it's got kevin harvick on the box and what they've got in here it says look for ultra rare inserts including and so there's obviously more than just these lava flow and color blast so color so, blast we had last year yes lava i'm not sure about yeah, I don't know what Lava Flow looks like. I mean, they may have it in other sports, and I just don't know what it looks like. Yeah, I think that's – yeah, we'd have to look at the other sports and see what they look like. So, super excited for Prism. Yeah, and I just checked Cardboard Connection's website again, and there's still no checklist. Yeah, usually they don't release until about a week before, but thinking about that week before, that's only like next week. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So, we're recording on Wednesday – so two weeks from today. Yeah, two weeks exactly. So yeah, I can't wait for Prism. I'm going to get me a few boxes. I'm I'm sure Panini will be selling those direct. And oh, speaking of that, you know, I don't know if you guys collect other sports. I'm sure a lot of you do. But, you know, you see those first off the line for all these other sports. But we never see first off the line for racing. 
I would love that if they did that. Tracy Hackler, do you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish they would. I don't I don't know. They they kind of put our sparkle, sparkly packs in the national treasures. That's what they did last year. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but I, I, when you were talking about being on the website, I think I saw it on the website or the the asterisk said limit five per person, I guess, when they go on sale through Panini's website. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. But as soon as we find out, we will let you know. Yep, that's Another another advantage of listening to us. That's what we do. We're trying to bring you to bring you the news. Everything racing trading cards. eBay auctions. Yeah. Yeah. I went perusing through eBay looking at their uh sold completed uh listings and not a whole lot to report, but there are some some things that I, I want to tell you guys about that I saw. Uh, one of them was from last year's Chronicles in the Spectra. You know, there was there were two Donald Trump cards, and you know, one of them had his uh, limousine. I forget what they what do they call that thing, Val? I don't even remember. They they, they call that thing something. There's a name Is for that. The Beast. The Beast. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's the, the elderly person in me coming out. And I couldn't remember. But anyway, there was a. Um, Another one, the date one where he was at the Daytona 500. Anyway, there was a Spectra silver, just a regular silver prism card, just a regular card because all those cards are prism. And it sold on the 17th of this month, just a few days ago. It had a $500 buy it now and it went for best offer accepted. So, I mean, I don't know what it went for. I don't think it would probably go anywhere close to 500. It maybe half that, you know, who knows. But that's one card I saw. Uh, another one I saw that closed two days ago was a Haley Deegan white holograph number to five. It was auto and uh, it went for $500 exactly with 38 bids. Wow. <laughs> My God, that thing's ungraded and it's going for $500. That's a lot of activity for that card. That's that's impressive. Now, one thing I did see on eBay, and it's actually going on now, and will end Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 1986 Sportstar Photographic Cards. There's eight different cards. It has the Dale Earnhardt, Tim Richmond, Neil Bonnet, Darrell Waltrip, Terry Labonte, Bobby Allison, A.J. Foyt, uh, the portrait of him, and the Bill Elliott. Uh, current bid is at three hundred and five dollars. There's two bids so far. This is not not the ones we saw before that got you know they got sold several weeks ago. Uh, is, is, are they relisting those? The person who won them, I wonder. Let me. Check. I have not seen that. Let me check completed. Because I think there was a, there were eight cards in that. Of course, there was a Dale Earnhardt. That, uh, that we talked about that looked really sharp, but I thought might be smaller size, slightly. Yeah, I'm going to go check eBay right now. That uh, That's very puz- puzzling. Oh, and my Siri has just gone off by itself. Thank you. No, they don't show any. Uh, and, of course, the Earnhardt is not centered. I think the other one we saw was, like, really nice. These are 86, right? Yeah. Yep, 1986. So, yeah, so the Earnhardt is off-center, but the Tim Richmond looks to be centered 
nice. The Terry Labonte, which is another one that's a little harder to find. It's not a short print like the Tim Richmond and Dale Earnhardt, Harry Gant, but the Terry Labonte is a little tougher. Uh, it's off center. Uh, like I said, the bid is at 305. So we'll be curious and report next week what that sells for. So, yeah, I see that. I'm looking at it right now. I can tell you. But yeah, this is not the same one. Because the Dale Earnhardt is because the the one that sold the, the few weeks ago, the Dale Earnhardt was like, in my opinion, perfectly centered. So yeah, these are not these are not the same cards. So yeah, that Tim Rich one would be a nice one to get uh, since it's a you know a super short print, and so is the Dale Earnhardt. Now one of the things that I saw, and it only has about ten hours left. So by the time you hear this, it will be over. But it's an uncut sheet of 2000 SP authentic racing cards. Uh, it's numbered to 408, I believe. And I believe this was a redemption through upper deck through the 2000 SP authentic program. Yeah, the, I think so. Uh, I like them, but I wish the, so one row is upright and the other row is upside down. I wish I wish uh, they were all facing the same way, but uh, the Jimmy Johnson, I guess the short printed one, the performance one is in the top left corner. So, yeah, go, going back to the sports stars for a second, I'm looking at the Bill Elliott, and he's got a on the bottom right corner, he's got a significant stain. So yeah, these are definitely not the same cards I saw before. Yeah, I think that upper deck was a redemption. Didn't they have like, was it called Chase the Champion or the? Uh, anyway, they had those cards where you could, uh, you know, redeem if you if you if your card won, your of course not your card won, but if your the driver pictured on that card won the championship, you could redeem it for, you know, whatever prizes they had that year. Okay. Yeah, I remember it being on the wrapper or on the outside of the box about the uncut sheet so and i've seen a few of these before uh the price is 199.99 with a hundred dollars for shipping so basically 300 dollars plus tax that's mm, kind of that's kind of cool yeah oh and it's also framed so i don't know if it's been it's not i don't think been professionally framed because that'll probably add a few hundred hours to it but it is framed so anyway i wanted to uh, bring that uh, make listeners aware that there is such a thing as a 2000 SP authentic racing card uncut sheet. Yeah, that's cool. It's nice because it's got the print marks on the left hand side for to adjust the colors. Oh, yeah, the yellow, blue, and red, or magenta, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, well, something else I saw for. Uh, Formula One, and this, this happened back in July, July 31st, but I just thought it was something to, to mention, uh, was a 2009 Top Trumps um, Sporting Heroes Lewis Hamilton rookie card, PSA 8, and it sold for $499 by now. It sold. So that was a PSA 8 for that Top Trumps card. Because you know, when we've talked, we talked about that, was it last week or week before last winter? We talked about that the last time that, you know, all these Lewis Hamilton cards that you're seeing right now are not his rookie cards. I mean, they are in high demand, and they are the, the first pack issued 
cards of him, but they're not his rookie cards. So you can see the PSA eight went for 500 bucks uh, back in July, which, you know, now maybe that's going to be a little lower. I don't know. I think it would be, but still that's a, a pretty hefty price for a PSA eight. I've got a raw one here that I've never had graded. I think it'd probably be an eight or a nine probably, but as soon as PSA opens up, that's one of the cards I'm definitely going to be sending in. And something else I saw that I thought was really cool that ended on October 5th was a 2020 Panini Prism Bubba Wallace. And I love Bubba. He, I'm a big fan. Um, it's a gold vinyl uh, endorsement signature card. It's a one of one. And it had $399.99 buy it now. And best offer was accepted. So I don't know what the best offer was. I would say, again, probably maybe half of that, maybe, maybe a little bit more, maybe 250 ish would be what I would think it would probably go for. So I thought that was cool. And the other, the only other thing I saw was <laughs> this, and this blows my mind. Okay. Val, I don't know if you saw this or not, but this, this happened back on the 10th, 10 days ago, a 1988 max Dale Earnhardt, Charlotte promo rookie card number 99 reprint. If you want to call it a reprint or fake or whatever it was in it's in a cgs holder and graded a 10 it sold for guess how much don't even know you won't believe it <laughs> 399.99 buy it now it's sold and it's a it's it's not even the real card does it list that it's fake on the label yes it says reprint wow it list, yeah <laughs> i thought that was amazing Wow, four hundred dollars for a reprint, PSA ten. Well, it's not wow. PSA. It's a, it's a. CGS. I mean, I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, C, CGS. Ten. Yeah, ten. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, like I said, that that blew my mind when I saw that. Was like four for four hundred dollars, you could get yourself probably a PSA eight real card or somewhere yeah, there close. I don't know how if they knew that if they overlooked that or I'd love to know the person who bought it the you know and it, to each his own right so whatever reason yeah. but to make uh, to, I guess gonna, just I'm to make sure they realized that it was a reprint so that was all yeah but it I was guess, in it was in the description yeah so it raised raises the bar and it was on the flip uh, I didn't really excuse me I didn't look at the flip okay. Because it was the picture was not good, and they they had it at an angle and kind of this oh, sideways, okay. and it was the picture was terrible. Gotcha. Uh, but and, and maybe that was on purpose. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, you don't. You never know. But yeah, yep. I can sum it up in one word. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that eighty-eight max that image is it's iconic. So it is. Well, cool. so that's all I've got on the eBay front. Uh, something I did notice on eBay, though, was uh, you can now, it's a beta thing, you can now go in there and add your collection into eBay. And you can, I guess you can get pricing on the cards and you can move them into sales and whatever. So you can actually add, have your own collection, you know, you know stored as far as you know just the the descriptions and pictures and all that stuff inside of ebay 
which is what we kind of heard what they were going to anyway. They were that's what they were working towards. And it's a beta thing. I don't know if everybody's got it. I've got it on mine. It says beta. So um, that's something you might want to check out. I mean, I'm not going to mess with it personally. I don't have time to mess with it. And I just don't want them to know what I got anyway. Now, I looked at that a few months ago. And I want to say at that time, they did not have any NASCAR. Hmm. So I think there's a place to leave feedback, which I did, <laughs> about not being able to do this for nascar so yeah i didn't even click on it i'm just i'm just telling you guys what i saw because it looks like you have to to upload it through a a, a csv file out of excel or something i don't i don't know what all the the fields are that they're looking for that you have to do i'm sure there's description price and player or your driver name or player name whatever i'm sure there's a lot of that but Again, I just I just literally saw that earlier today, and but I just didn't have time to really investigate it any further. Further, but yeah, everybody check it out. Yeah, you might like it. Like I said, I just don't have time for it. Totally understand. Well, I want to thank everybody, our new listeners out in California, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Ohio, and we don't want to forget about the other folks in some of the other states, Pennsylvania, Texas. Utah, Wisconsin, Georgia, Minnesota, Nebraska, Kansas. Carry on my way with son. <laughs> Mississippi, yeah. New Hampshire, Alabama, Idaho, Missouri, Tennessee, West Virginia, and and some from unknown, which I don't know where they're using <laughs> a, a, a VPN or something. So, uh, and of course, some of our favorite countries, Canada, Belgium, Germany, and the UK. Yeah, we love all you guys. Thanks for listening. Definitely. You want to you want to do a recap of all the episodes where they can find more information? Yeah, we can do that. Uh, yeah, check out NASCAR Radio Archives if you're looking for information for some of the older sets that we've done before. Kind of like today we did the 1977-79 Sportscaster. But episode number 29, we did 1972 STP. The 1982 Kidco, episode 50. Episode 31, 1983 Uno. Also, episode 31, the 1985 Sportstar Photographics stickers. Show 33, 86 Sportstar Photographics. 1987 and 88 World of Outlaws. Jeff Gordon with the little pencil mustache there as a 16 year old <laughs> episode number 40. That's episode 40. Uh, 1989 max 48, 1988 max 38, 39, 1990 max 51. So those are some of the shows that we've talked about. Some of those series. Anything else, Mr. Logan? That is all I've got for this week, man. I'm good to go. Yeah, I can't wait for Kansas. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Please like and share the podcast. Share NASCAR trading cards with your friends. And from me, Jason, and Logan, we will catch you next week.